Okay. You start shaking the leg, right? Okay. That's number one. Number one. If there had been a puff of wind, we wouldn't have heard the gruesome story about the whales being killed. Four men in a boat in Dunleary Harbour. Willie, Ronan, Gary and Bob. See the toolbox, Willie? Yeah. Just, um, uh, give me the pliers out of the toolbox. It's a Thursday night ritual. They go out into Dublin Bay and race against other sailing boats. They just orient it, orient it, orient it, orient it. Push, push it down. Oh. It's a bit of diversion, but they're not what you'd call madly obsessive. See my tool knife. I can't find my tool. I, I can't find my knife either. It's on the, it's on the floor there, I think. Hand me up the main sheet. Stuck up on the wall of the cabin is a map of Dublin Bay with boys marked on it. A0 or B2 or some such, and that will indicate our marks. Is there ever any discussion about whether you're following the right marks? Or oh, following the right lots of discussions oh, lots of on this boat. Lots of discussions. Just, just, just as I just remarked, is that last year's chart or this year's chart? <laughs> Jeez, you're not filling me full of confidence. First the yoke is broken. <laughs> oh, it's been fit repaired. Boats are machines for breaking down. Are they? Uh, that's what they are, the machines for breaking down. <laughs> They're just set for the race when news comes in over the radio. Go ahead, Russell. This is Freebird. Uh, Freebird, it's Russell. Just wondering, have you made a decision uh, whether racing is going ahead or not for the Red Fleet, over? Yes, we made a decision about 15 minutes ago, and it's all cancelled. All cancelled. Uh, oh, okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Freebird out. Uh, who turned the radio off? Well, let's go out and do a jolly. Okay, right. For an hour. A bit of training. Yeah. 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 Training. Why is it cancelled? No, no, no wind, no wind. Although it's a sailing boat, they use a small engine to get out of the harbour and into the open sea. It's okay, the engine is... Okay. Has anybody put money in these races? <laughs> like, is anybody out for you, Bob, now? Or yeah. Yeah, what you know what boat stands for? Bail out another thousand. <laughs> another, another explanation is the boat is a hole in the water to pour money into. The water is as flat outside the harbour wall as it is inside. Well, there's a, that boat is healing a little bit. There isn't a breath of wind. Now, he's lost cause. Why don't we try... So, what, in having read the book now, Gary, what would you like to do? Go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the book, wasn't it? There were two no, answers. Page 27. <laughs> Put the engine on or go to the pub. We should be racing down there, probably towards... Stocky Island at this stage, if there was any wind. Can I hold that heading, Bob? What? Will you hold that heading just, just for, see if I can fill the sails? Go back up north a bit. You might catch whatever's there. There's no, uh, there's no bite at all. There's nothing. Don't feel anything. Here we are in the doldrums. <laughs> Look at that light through the sail. Where would you get it? That's whatever. It, that, that's no good on radio, Rob. It's all the aesthetic of light oh. and shade, you know. 
It doesn't people work. Radio people have to use their imaginations. Mm. Yeah. Something's stopping it. No, no, it's heavy. But... Look, we never catch the speed. So, Mr. Bowman, there's nothing you can do with this thing now. Yeah, no, we're hurtling along quite nicely. Yeah? I think we've gone, in 10 minutes now, we've gone a full boat length. <laughs> Not necessarily in the direction we want to go. And it was a drive yeah. wasn't it, Gary? Well, no, we used to, we used to have a, a Baileys when we crossed the, Arct the, the Arctic Circle. Ah. Now, I think we crossed the Arctic Circle somewhere around 150 times in the whole trip. <laughs> you just going to the yeah. Arctic came aboard and in five minutes he says you need a new engine how do you know there's a torch look down there and the con rod was sticking out the side <laughs> it was so dramatic you know like there was this big trunk of air came up with a piston in his hand <laughs> yeah. up front Willie and Ronan are fiddling with the sails hoping to catch a bit of wind Gary and Bob are down the back I remember filming on a, an Irish trawler in Norwegian waters. Yeah. It's part of the mackerel quota. Ireland can fish some of the Norwegian mackerel. They catch about 60 tonne at a time, you know. But they sample them to make sure they're the right size. And ideally, they're looking for about three-pound mackerel. And I said to the skipper, I said, what's the market for these? Where do all these fish go? Like, can you see it in that volume? Oh, he says Japan. And they like them three pounds, so we, you can get them at three pounds. You're laughing, you know. That's grand. So about a week later, I'm filming in Castle Bar in Baxter. They made colostomy bags, right? So I said to the guy there, I says, where's, where's the biggest market for these um, bags, you know? Oh, he says, Japan. He says, they eat too much oily fish over there. <laughs> so I said, we're exporting the problem and we're exporting the solution. Uh, spinnaker is not going to do anything. Well, I just thought, the other way, sometimes you get a puff of wind just as the, the last dying rays of the sun slip below the horizon, but not today. So when the whale is shot and the harpoon connects, it either dies straight away or takes off like a hot snot, and it takes off with a line. As a young man, Bob went to sea. He was part of one of the last commercial whaling expeditions by one of the giants of the industry, Salveson. It was in 1960, the end of an era. A helicopter had done a 50-mile circuit to spot whales at dawn. It would say there's a big pod to the east or the west or the south or the north. And, of course, everyone then was issued with binoculars. It was looking all the time. Everyone was looking from deck level. But there was a guy up in the mast in the crow's nest, they call it, looking out as well, doing the same thing. And he'd say, foul blast, they're Norwegians, so foul blast, he'd say, that's, or there she blows, that's the classic Hollywood one, you know, there she blows. But foul blast, the Norwegians say. And did they look nice in the water when you saw them? Well, you only saw the hump. They're very sh graceful as they plough along, you know. And when they're chasing them, they're like going like mad, trying to actually uh, get away, you know. And the first time you saw a dead whale, 
What was that like? Uh, oh, well, he's floating in the water. Well, uh, my job was radio man. I was looking after radar. My other job was there were 20 poles with a metal dagger, four-foot metal dagger, and the poles were 20-foot bamboo poles. And I had to make sure there was a flag on them, a radar reflector, a light, and a radio beacon. Because this well, when we would kill it, we then have to pull alongside, cut the tails off, put a strop around its, its tail, a kind of a wire strop, and pump it full of compressed air and abandon it, and then chase the more whales. The bamboo poles were then stuck in the whale carcass, and the radio beacon allowed the sailors to find it when the day's hunt was over. So they retraced the course back to where they left the whales and we'd take them alongside. And each catch you could have eight whales alongside by the tail. And then you spent the rest of the night if transferring the, those whales, eight whales, to the factory. So, like, one boat shot 400 whales during the season, four months. And uh, we shot, oh, 100. The fleet of 11 boats shot 2,000 whales over four months. And uh, each whale was worth two thousand pounds in the water. Everyone shared on the catch, you know, like down to the cabin boy, you know. And was anyone talking about p- people campaigning against whaling? Uh, well, we knew it was all coming to a, a close, but because the whales were getting harder and harder to find, and they were getting smaller, and the blue whales were disappearing. We only caught one blue whale, the whole fleet, you know. And did you? Were you thinking about it? Did you have any regrets about it? Or did you just think, look, this is a job and it's like farming? Uh, well, to me it was a job. I was going to get... For six months I was going to get a year's pay. Six months of work I was going to get a year's pay. It got a bit homesick. Because you were at sea for four months. I was doing the thing I wanted to do. It was kind of a, a memorable experience. There's going to be no wind this evening. Time to pack up the sails and head home. Well, we're out now an hour and we haven't lost anyone yet. This is the best we've done any race. <laughs> For sailing, it was a bad evening. But for storytelling, one of the best. We'll never get to Falcarazo this way.